This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a Thursday edition of AMI at the Movies. Typically, you get a Monday and a Friday. Today, you get a triple sh- or triple shot this week. We had Monday with Kim Thistle, today with Amy Amanti, and tomorrow with Michael McNeely. Got the good stuff coming your way, keeping you well-equipped. Let's bring in Amy Amanti, our film reviewer in Vancouver, with a review of the Netflix film Day Shift. Hey, good morning, Amy. Hey, good morning, Dave. I know, two days in a row. Yeah, t- a double shot of Amy and a triple shot of AMI at the movies this week. We're having a good week. We're having a good week heading into a long weekend. So, Amy, this movie came out on Netflix, and it's described as a vampire film. What can you tell me about it? <laughs> it's described as a vampire film. And just a caveat, I'm actually a really big fan of the vampire genre. Um, I, I love me some vampires. So, in this film, we're following our central character, whose name is Bud. Um, played by Jamie Foxx. And Bud is, I'm going to say he's like a down-on-his-luck kind of father. He's (laughs) not estranged from his family, but, you know, he's a bit of a deadbeat dad. Not because he wants to be. I think he's got the best of intentions, but this is how we've framed this particular character and he um he appears to be working as a as a pool a pool man cleaning out people's pools all of that kind of thing uh and that's how we meet him first off in this in this film and we are surprised to find out that he's actually a vampire hunter just always oh, a vampire hunter okay i was gonna say he's a vampire just, hunter. Just, just your average working class vampire cleaning pools you know vampires gotta pay bills too in the age of inflation wouldn't that be an interesting story twist <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, talk to me about some of the stars who are going to be here. I mentioned Jamie Foxx before the break. Yep. So Jamie Foxx is in this one, which is probably the biggest surprise ever that Jamie Foxx would do a movie kind of like this. Um, uh, and he plays Bud. We've got Dave Franco, who plays Seth, which is kind of his comedic right-hand man. And there's a interesting... Uh, I, kind of side story there which I won't uh, I won't reveal here but it's kind of fun and then of all people Snoop Dogg Snoop Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg uh, is also a vampire hunter S-N-double-O-P-D-O-double-G-Z-E-E. How how did that chemistry work? Because I think about Jamie Foxx Dave Franco and Snoop as something of an odd brew they are a bit of an odd brew, although I, I, Jamie Foxx apparently uh, cast Snoop Dogg personally for this role. So that tells you that they have some kind of friendship in the industry. Um, I don't know what the relationship is in the industry between them and um, them and Dave Franco, but Dave Franco is like the odd white man out here, literally. And he does play this awkward kind of white man kind of geeky, nerdy character. And I also have a love for geeky, nerdy characters. Um, So you've got, you know, Jamie Foxx, who's like, you know, Bud is really, he knows what he needs to do. He knows how to hunt vampires. And Snoop Dogg is a, um, a force in, in, yeah, like he's like the revered vampire hunter and everybody looks to him because he's killed more vampires than anybody else. Okay. So the character dynamic is interesting. But also, you know, if anybody who knows Snoop Dogg, uh, he actually appears in this film like he's been smoking a blunt the whole thing. No, he would never. <laughs> Snoop Dogg never. would never would never do such a thing. Uh, 
Snoop there is kind of a Doggy. fun dynamic there, though. Not, that's, oh, I was just going to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't take themselves very seriously, which is uh, kind of the fun of this movie. Which then lead, that leads me into a genre question, because we are mm -hmm. starting to see the rise of a few more vampire comedies here and there. So how would you describe this in the way that it fits into the grander vampire genre? Yeah, you know, um, I think you're absolutely right. There are a lot of sort of supernatural style movies now, zombies, vampires, those kinds of things that are a little bit more off the cuff. They're, they're not taking themselves too seriously as opposed to the, I don't know, the interview with the vampire type film that um, that those of us who love the vampire genre or the Twilights, those take themselves quite seriously. Um, so this is kind of a refreshing, it's a kind of a refreshing look into vampire lore i would say there's some interest there's an interesting hierarchy here and like to be all honest with you dave it's not the most cleverly written film it certainly isn't um but they have this sort of hierarchy this political hierarchy like a union of vampire hunters um and you know our seth character is the union representative that has to follow along to make sure that you know bud is actually doing his job properly so there's kind of this comedic thing it's set in modern day los angeles right so it's there's this comedic thing. And so I think coming out of something like the pandemic, this kind of refreshing look into this kind of uh, supernatural folklore is, is kind of necessary. While we're in genre, uh, you mentioned this one's sort of a little bit uproarious or maybe poking some fun at the genre as a comedy. Have you ever seen What We Do in the Shadows, either the TV show yes. or the movie? Yes, I've seen the TV show. So big fan. Yeah. So that, that's where I kind of come down and say, we're starting to see that pull back the other way because typically the mm -hmm. vampire genre was either, as you say, the, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it, uh, dark romance, the twilight genre, yes. or you get the action genre of the blade or the horror genre of say 30 days of night, or maybe some mm -hmm. of the more conventional stuff like Dracula. But it seems like we're starting to pull back the other way a little bit with the vampire genre, maybe not dissimilar to what we've seen with zombies in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I mean, certainly there's no real romance at all in this. And I, you're absolutely right. When you think about exactly like, the interview with the vampires, they're, they're very, um, not flirtatious. They're, I mean, can I say sexy on air? They're, 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 they're sexy. They're, they're self-serious and they're sexy. Serious and yeah. And they're, they're usually dressed in period piece costumes and they're full of, you know, velvet, right? Like this mm, is yes, a mm. lot of what we think about this. Um, this one actually, one, one critic in the, from the Los Angeles times referred to this movie genre as a damned delight, <laughs> which I thought was kind of fun. That is good. Um, that is good. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This this sort of switch in genre is well needed. And like everything, we see movies go in patterns, right? Like we were just talking about the fact that there's a lot of sort of teenage geared movies and series out right now. Things seem, seem to go in chunks of patterns. Since my vocal cord surgery, I don't know if I can hit this note anymore, but let's try in reference to Snoop Dogg <laughs> trying to borrow it from Drop It Like It's Hot. Snoop! Still got it. <laughs> Still, Still got, got it. it. Amy, this was directed by J.J. Perry. Anything you want to offer about his directorial style? Yeah, this is the first directorial, so it's his debut, J.J. Perry. And I guess what I would offer is, is that J.J. Perry is a stuntman. He has done stunt coordination and has worked with stuntmen and women 
and humans. Um, that has been what his industry flair has been all around stunts. And so when we see a stunt person making a film like this that is largely based on stunts, um, there is some magic to be ha to, to be seen uh, in some of these stunts. And then, of course, as you can imagine, um, we've got characters like Jamie Foxx, who is a human uh, battling vampires and vampires don't move like humans do. Right. So imagine the kinds of stunts that these uh, contortionist stunt people are doing to make their bodies look like they're, mm. uh, you know, not human. You mentioned the stunts. How was the audio description to tell you how those stunts were playing out on screen? So I think the audio description was accurate, but my rub is, is that I don't think that every moment needs to be described because you can tell that they have sped up the speed of the description so it's much faster because they have to fit in a lot. Um, and this we, we hear this right off the very top, the very first vampire that we meet. Um, and I, I kind of would have appreciated the the audio description maybe saying, and this is this is where we get, get into the difference between subjective and ob uh, objective, mm, right? Mm. Um, and I always look for just a little bit more subjective because what would have been nice is for the describer to have said something along the lines of, and I'm not a wordsmith, but that these movements are not human movements, right? Because they're trying to describe contortionist style movements with like legs over heads and heads poking out of places that heads don't poke out of. And it's like, just, you know, instead of trying to describe that for me where I can't make a picture out of that because the body doesn't move that way, you know, just this little note that these are vampires and the body, the human body doesn't move this way. Like yeah. it's unrealistic. It's, it's, um, would have been nice. Described video as a blunt instrument is certainly it's, described video but it can sometimes be a little too blunt. And I think they just, they, they tried to describe every moment in its in linear order. And it was like way too much yeah, for yeah. me to try and, and, and take in. Um, so kind of like a gist or a vibe would have been helpful to supplement some of those particular moves. What do you give the film out of 10 as a rating? I think you're going to be surprised. Um, I gave this one an eight out of 10. Like I said, it's not a really great written movie, but it has some interesting, because I'm a vampire fan, it has some interesting sort of political sort of, like I said, the, the union premises. And that I thought was really interesting to see. Like we're taking old vampires that are afraid of garlic and we're doing something new with them. And that kind of thing makes me interested. Whether it's the greatest film in the world, one critic said, it's an interesting ride. You'll enjoy it while you watch it, but you won't remember a lot of it when you're done. And that's, that's kind of what it feels like. That might have something to do with the uh, Snoop Dogg level of consumption that I'm going to <laughs> dip into before I watch it. Uh, Amy, we've got about a minute left on the clock here. You say you're a fan of the genre. So for folks yeah. who love the vampire movies or maybe want to dip their cape in the water, what's, uh, what do you recommend? You know, still my all-time favorite is Interview with the Vampire. And we can debate time and time again over whether Tom Cruise was the best choice for Lestat um, based on the book, um, which he probably wasn't. But I look at books and movies as completely different genres. Mm. And I absolutely do know that what's coming up in October, if anybody watches uh, AMC, is uh, there's going to be a TV series uh, like A Walking Dead based on Interview with the Vampires so with those characters. And I'm really Ooh. looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. OK. I'm going to give uh, some more love to the horror film 30 Days of Night. It is very yes. alarming and uh, nightmare inducing. And I loved it. Yeah. Amy, thank you for this. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week or the week after Sounds. or sometime. Sounds Who knows? good. Have a happy long weekend. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. 
Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.